Welcome to Patient Stories at Hyperbaric Living Podcast. I'm Dr. Masha, board-certified naturopathic doctor, hyperbaric expert, and a podcast host. Decisions surrounding hyperbaric oxygen therapy can be complex. Every Friday, we share a story of a hyperbaric oxygen therapy patient. Your story matters. Welcome to another special edition of Patient Stories. Hello, and welcome back to Hyperbaric Living Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Masha. Today, I have with me Christy Wygand. She is Denise's mom, hyperbaric, mild hyperbaric activist, and she's going to share her daughter's story. Welcome to the show, Christy. Thank you, Dr. Masha. I appreciate you for inviting me today. Yes, I'm really excited to have you with us. Well, let's start from the beginning. Could you please tell us about your daughter? Yeah, my daughter's name is Denise. She's five years old now. We've been using hyperbarics for her for about four years. So we started just after she was a year old. And why did you start hyperbarics? What was her diagnosis? Denise has a brain injury. She has overall severe brain damage. And that was a result of, it's called HIE. So in simpler terms, it's an anoxic injury. It's also classified as a brain injury. From that, she was left on a lot of medications from an early age. And it also gave her epilepsy with all the negative brain activity that was going on. She was also put on a feeding tube a short time later because she had a lot of issues swallowing with her tone. So she was able to eat for a short period of time and then she wasn't. Unfortunately, a lot of the medications to manage her brain injury influenced all this too because the medications make it hard to swallow. So she was just going on a really downhill path. She was very depressed because of the seizure medicine that she was on. So we didn't get a lot of smiles out of her. They put us in the traditional, we, you know, they give you PT, OT, speech, and feeding services. And we went to a lot of doctor's appointments and relied on medications for about a year. I think is when I just said it wasn't working. I didn't see any improvements. She was actually starting to go downhill very fast. I didn't actually start hyperbarics for her until a year and a half after her injury. It was mostly because of people online, just like you, people sharing their stories, talking about it. And all the moms were saying, you know, HPOT for any anoxic brain injury. And they were actually showing the improvements of when the kids were so tight in tone because Denise would always hold her fist. And after hyperbarics, the first thing most of them saw was it would just start to open. So for me, that was one of the most important things because Denise was very just, they call it locked in. You can't open and your emotions are very tight. So we heard about it and we started to hear about all the different options from hard chambers to soft chambers. And a lot of moms were making it really easy to access through sharing where they go or their experiences. So that's when it started for us. Where did you go to get your first hyperbaric treatment? We actually started at home. A lot of people don't do that. We went to many consultations she was approved for the process, but at the time she, she just couldn't handle traveling. She had brainstorming is what they call it. And it affects about 20% of brain injury patients. It's where anytime you're a little stressed out, you basically just run into flea mode. So you can't control your blood pressure. You have high heart rate. You can't control your temperature. She really couldn't handle anything. And the second you took her out of home, it got worse. So traveling to a hard chamber just wasn't an option for me at the time. We found a doctor who was willing to help us consult at home and we started with her at home. I did a lot of research. It took me a long time. I was doing a lot of research if 
that pressure of a home chamber would be effective, but I was seeing that more and more people were actually using lower pressure for brain injury specifically and having some pretty good results. So that's what persuaded me most. And I have a good friend who she actually treats Lyme with a home chamber and she has an amazing story. She she's recovered pretty well now after eight years and she got a lot of her life back. And she also just was a great support for me. She guided me through a lot of the questions that you may have when you start. But we started and, you know, a lot of the worries I had and side effects, we had a great experience with it. We didn't have a lot of negative side effects at all, just starting mild at lower pressure. And at what pressure did you start? So the average machine goes to 1.5 ATA or 4.5 PSA. We stayed right about 1.3 for PSI. We actually started without oxygen too. A lot of people ask that because oxygen, there's a lot of questions that come into play when using oxygen on a child with seizures. We did start on pressurized air for a short period of time and we didn't see any negative effects. We only saw positives. After a while, we did add the oxygen concentrator when we felt more secure in everything. And I actually didn't know anything about HVOT. I just said, I'm going to start daughter because I had to. So I was forced to get into it for her. I just wanted to learn as much about it as I can. And I wasn't looking to heal anything in myself, but I think what just drew me more into it is I healed a lot with her. So we healed together from this bad experience that we both had a tremendous amount of stress and anxiety from. And before that, I, you know, people give you a lot of medications for depression, not very effective. So when I found HVOT to be effective, that was just so amazing to me that you could actually heal that for your childhood brain injury because we all know that that can lead to just the negative emotions most of the time. Absolutely. And it's amazing. And it happens all the time because a child like that or a small child like that cannot go into a chamber by herself or by himself. So obviously they need to be accompanied by, by an adult, most likely a parent or maybe a grandparent. And then you start noticing those changes in a parent as much as you do in a child. So as you said, you're both were healing, right? But each of you from a different thing. Going back to when you just started treatments with her, could you please tell me a little bit more? What was she like when you started treatments and also the improvements that you started to notice and how long did it take for these improvements to be visible? Yeah, I knew with a home chamber, I had a little bit of an advantage because I could dive as much as I want, so to say, where I didn't have to travel and I would get slowed down. So we started diving about five days a week. We did our sessions, but we did work our way up very slowly in time. I think that's important for someone to do with a brain injury is to work their way up. Some of the first improvements for my daughter, Denise, was about dive 15. I just started noticing in the chamber, actually, that she first started talking for the first time. So I didn't hear any talking. And when I got in the chamber, I know I've heard the stories about it helping kids with autism with speech so much. So when I saw her in the chamber talking, I said, okay, there's something to this because she never was talking before that. Then came the mood, the better sleep, a lot of just way more energy. And she was smiling a lot more. Those were the first improvements. And we kept going and we just kept seeing milder improvements. And it was about dive 55. So I, I was diving with her probably for about a month and a half. And she started being able to sit up by herself. So before, if you held her up with your arm, she would just flop over right away. About dive 55, she actually just started holding it 
and I could let go of my hand and she would hold herself up. So for me, that was like, I have heard of that with kids in HVOT that a couple months later, they will actually start regaining the strength to sit up. But for me, that was huge because I didn't think it would come that fast. We were doing a couple other things with it. We started with the healthy diet. So we started giving our overall better approach. But for me, dive 60 and 55, she just started crawling. She started rolling. Before she could only roll one way. After that, she started rolling always. And then she started sitting up like an infant would do to lift their head up. So I saw all these movements start coming back, especially four to six months after starting. We saw really big gains with, with physical improvements. And what happened next? Did she plateau or was she continuing to improve? She did continue to improve. I stayed really consistent with diving. I know it can be hard to fit it in your schedule, but we made sure to dive every day. There were times we would dive twice a day. So early in the morning, we would dive for an hour. And then right before bed, we would space it out. We would dive for a little bit. I think she did plateau maybe about a couple, six months after I saw a slight plateau. And that's when I kind of decided that I needed to invest in some other therapies too, as in diet and the nervous system work. And we kind of ventured off and worked on those a little bit. And then we've kind of gone back and forth to HBOT. But every time we start it back up, we see more improvements. And it's pretty fast, typically. I know for myself, when I first started diving, I didn't know what I was dealing with, but I had a very bad migraine, chronic migraine condition. I would get neural fatigued. I wasn't able to do laundry for maybe 20 minutes and I would be exhausted. And one of the first things that the sessions did for me was it cured all of that. I stopped having the migraines and I had suffered from those for about five years. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And I can only imagine what a mother would feel when she is seeing her child improving and seeing that change and seeing that miracle despite all the odds that she was given, right? Oh, definitely. When I started, I went to a few of my main doctors and physical therapists. And unfortunately, no one knows what HBOT is here or any of her practitioners. Her neurologist basically told me it wasn't proven. So she couldn't say that it was going to work for me or that it would be useful. So there definitely wasn't a lot of support in that area, but over time I could see it for myself. Wow, that's really motivating and inspiring for other parents to know that there is hope, to know that this kind of traumatic brain injury response. I also wanted to add in naturopathic medicine, we always look for a root cause of the disease. So whenever you find the root cause and you correct the root cause, the patient starts to improve. So in the situation that your daughter had, the root cause was hypoxia, the, the lack of oxygen, right? And once she was given that oxygen, that's when she started to improve. And we like to call it a miracle, but it's not a miracle. It's, it's the science, right? The science. Yes, it is a miracle. And we're really happy, but it's also the science. And it's important to understand that these treatments are backed by science and there are many studies in case reports like yours that are showing huge improvement. Do you continue using hyperbarics now with her? Absolutely. I could never stop. Me and her always still dive. I've gotten my friends into it. I've gotten my family into it. I've seen people put pets in theirs. So absolutely. It's something that once you do, you don't really want to let it go because 
it helped me so much. Like I mentioned, my neural fatigue is probably only very briefly of what a brain injury patient like Denise would feel. And to be able to have some of my energy and my brain fog was importantly. I'm not sure if it was a mold issue for me, but for what it did for my mental state, for my anxiety, my depression that I had seen my daughter go through struggles, it was definitely the most effective treatment I've ever found. Another point is I I like what you said too, where the hypothesis injury, you take away oxygen, but with the HBOT, you feed oxygen to the brain. So it, it does only make sense to use it. And it is a shame that more people aren't being given the chance, especially in the hospital or rehab centers right after it happens, because that can be the most critical time to do it, to stop the downgrade of the injury. And that's why we do what we do. That's the reason for this podcast. And, and I understand that this is the reason of the Facebook group, right, that you run, the Mild HBOT group for parents and for other people who want to learn more about this therapy and who might benefit, whose condition might benefit from hyperbaric oxygen therapy. If people want to find you, where can they find you? So we have the MHVOT group, like you stated, and that's just such a cool group because you see it treating so many walks of life from clinic owners to personal stories, from Lyme to cancer to pets who have been bitten by snakes. I also have my page where I kind of document Denise's story and help other parents through nutrition and a lot of grounding. And we do our HVOT videos. That's Hope for Denise. And then I do have a page where it's basically a nutritional support group because I think a lot of these children end up on feeding tubes and it's very important to start a real food blended diet when possible instead of the formula. So I started my group called Blending Hope where we share recipes of real food instead of uh, because oftentimes that's just pushed on the brain injury patients and it doesn't exactly make them any better. I agree. And I'm all for integrating different therapies, uh, stacking therapies, so to say, because first of all, if you don't address the basics, I think I say it in every single podcast or interview that I do, but you need to address the basics first. And it doesn't matter what the condition is, but a child or an adult, they have to eat well and they have to move. Their emotional health should be addressed. They have to go outside to get fresh air and sunshine. And then when you stack therapies on top of that, such as hyperbaric, acupuncture, laser therapy, microcurrent, whatever the therapist is using, then we see a lot of benefit. So it only makes sense that, and I really like it how you've explained that when she was plateauing with her hyperbaric treatments, then you would go back to basics and make sure that you address the basics, such as nutrition and everything else, and then go back to hyperbarics to see more improvement with that. Could you please tell me, what is Denise's usual day? What is it like? How is it different from five years ago? How did it change? How did her life change with hyperbaric oxygen therapy? Yeah, that's a great question. So her quality of life has just improved dramatically. When she first got her brain injury and we had started HBOT, her life mostly consisted of a lot of medications. And she was very scared. She wasn't very happy. Unfortunately, with a brain injury, you get a lot of nervous system issues where you just can't, it's hard to break the flight or flee pattern. After starting hyperbarics, she actually lost a lot of her anxiety. She wasn't scared of a lot of stimulation anymore. So she was actually able to slowly become more social. 
She opened up to a lot more people. I think another huge improvement was just her mental state. With her brain injury at first, she wouldn't look at anyone in the eye. If you want to talk to her or try to play, she would basically just have a blank stare on her face. So HBOT over time truly brought the life back into her. She started playing with toys again. She started looking at people. She started reaching for their hands. I really just saw a child coming back when before it was really blank for her sometimes. So the fact that it brought that back for me and her both was just a huge quality of life for her back. What was her prognosis at the time of diagnosis? What did the doctor tell you is going to happen to your child? You know, when I first got brought into it, I didn't know what to expect. I had never studied brain injury. So I always thought she would recover to a point. Unfortunately, when you go to a lot of neurologists and doctors, they have to be truthful with you from their opinion. And I was basically told that she wasn't going to progress. I needed to start planning for a wheelchair. She would be on formula her whole life because she couldn't tolerate food. They did not give me a very good diagnosis at all. And that was the hardest part about it. But it was also my biggest drive to look out for other therapies that real people were using that could work for her. And it worked, right? It percentage-wise, would you say how many percent did she improve? Oh, I would, you know, I think it's hard to fix. I think the physical improvements are still to come. The big ones like walking because she is still young. But I would say overall, she probably improved 70%, mostly mental, motor, cognitive. And she did gain quite a bit of physical abilities back too. And how does it make you feel as a mother? You know, it brought a lot of hope back to me because when the neurologist tells you, there's no point your child's going to recover, we can all kind of fall into the slump where we don't want to try. So finding something like HBOT just brought a lot of hope and happiness back for me that I did do something for her. It did work. I just wanted to tell everybody about it. And then I started looking into why isn't this more accessible and everybody. So it gives me a lot of hope, a lot of hope for a lot of kids like her too. Christy, thank you. Wow, this is really inspiring. Thank you for sharing your daughter's story and your story because it's a whole family story, really. And folks, thank you for listening. And that's it for today, but please stay tuned for the next episode. I'll see you next week at Hyperbaric Living. If you liked the episode, if you found it helpful, please share it with a family or a friend. Please rate the episode and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Until the next week.